Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours. Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Visual, and then if you study the history of the visual narrative in America, it's very That's limited right. in scope when it's talking about because us. because because when you looked at the farce on Washington, that was the whole point. The manufacturing. Mm -hmm. No, no disrespect to, to our elder Dr. King. I genuinely mean that. No disrespect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah, but the just just told him that was yeah, yeah, like that wasn't his movement. No. And, and he said it. He, I yeah, have yeah. nothing to do with this. No, this was the people in the street. The people. The, I had this conversation the other day. I was talking to somebody, and I said. You look at the March on Washington. You you didn't see one dude out there walking by himself on some big lawn. No. You saw the masses. Mm -hmm. They were all and the people were already in the street. And even when we celebrate our elders like Malcolm, who's full of flaws, Malcolm would would have said in his own, "I'm not alone." There's people in the street. street. And, people and, in the street. And, and and the problem now is we only get upset off of sensationalized occurrences. Trayvon got killed. Right. Uh, Nipsey gets killed. Uh, you didn't name them. The list is goes on, goes on. What's the what's the what's the sister uh, who died in police custody? The cop stopped her for some nonsense. Yeah. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. Yeah. You know, you you have all these instances, but the masses of us, yo, you want to get enraged? Go down the housing court and see how mm -hmm. black people's homes yeah. are being taken on a daily lives. basis. Go down <laughs> to the criminal courthouse in arraignments and watch how many, the, it looks like a slave ship. Look at the, the, the financial loans. Look at what's going on in our communities. Look at these school systems. How many of our kids yeah, getting IEP'd? Go to your grandmother's house so, and look at how so, many people she's taking care yes. of because yeah. the family's so, so broken. that isn't enough to... Anger you nope. into action? Nope. You, you got your Novocaine. Novocaine. Yes, you got you your got Novocaine. You got that Novocaine, right that phone and, yes. that, and that visual. Then you know and what? And your enemy is going to say, here. Yeah. Here is your person. This is your person. Pay attention. You like my, like, like really got me? The like pedagogy that. of the old Christ. Oh, that was a good, yeah. good, uh, he good book. He explained it all yeah. there. Even down to the violence about us internalizing the ideas. My of, only critique of that is that it almost reads as though we have to work with our oppressor because our oppressors are a reflection of us somewhat. Yeah, no, well, I, I think he was more so saying that we got to work with them and so that they can learn love and then we have a system yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. just yeah. cool or whatever. But, but, let's, but let's, let's get back real, really quickly because y'all can't see this, but I grabbed this book in order to visually demonstrate my rage in that moment. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> but before we do that, let's, let's take a quick break. And then, uh, go to white guy. Give us another uh, Black uh, white guy again. Artist or whatever from your past or present that you like. Yeah, some good somebody, somebody, anybody talking about. Uh, who do I like? Uh, Sarah Vaughn. Okay. I just like yeah, the Sarah Sarah Vaughan's Vaughan's nice. Nice. Uh, Silver. Oh, uh, I love Horace Silver. Silver. Horace Silver. Yeah. Song from my father. Horace yeah. Silver used to be down on Nostra and Evening at a place called the Continental all mm. the time. And we would go, when we found out Horace was going to be there, we would come straight from work. And my friends, we would meet and go to Continental. All the ladies? Yeah, all, all <laughs> no, no, it was guys. Oh, right, right, right. Guys too. We'd all meet at the Continental, 
And Horace, we stayed there all night. And uh, back then, you didn't have to pay to give us in a bar. It was a bar. And we didn't have a lot of money. We'd bring our booze in our pocket. Oh, I was running wild. We were in the street. <laughs> pass it, pass it under the table. I said, people like me would put the bars out of business. <laughs> and so Horace, we, we would come down, and Horace would be standing there. We would shake Horace's hand. Horace would say, I feel like the preacher after this sermon. <laughs> and I said to myself, you know, all these people, uh, we would, they would be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn was like the jazz capital. Mm -hmm. They didn't have no bodyguards. Horace didn't have no bodyguards. These people walk around here like they so important. <laughs> I was coming Madison out of that federal building. I was coming out of federal building one day, me and my girlfriend, and she saw Duke Ellington. I didn't even see him. I looked, she was all hugged up with Duke Ellington, wrapped around, and he said to her, I dreamt about you last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game. Yeah. Yeah, we'd meet all these musicians. We knew them. You know, and the music, like I said, it was our music. And back then, these these musicians couldn't even get paid. They had to come to yeah. the local. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine, uh, like a rapper like that, having to say something? Sister, yeah, I dreamed about you, baby. You know? nah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we we passed that. But it, you know, Miles Davis used to be at a place called Putnam Central, mm -hmm. but that was a dance. We go down there and dance, mm -hmm. you know, to the, to the music. We just set up to the music, and the music. It's all incorporated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The body, the mind, and the spirit. This, this uh, last week, one of my friends, Henry, sent me this thing about Chris Honey. And Chris Honey was like the person who worked with Mandela. He was like the second most popular person in the ANC. Mm -hmm. But he didn't agree with Mandela on giving up the armed struggle. He thought mm -hmm. it should have continued with the armed struggle. Mm -hmm. So I sent my friend... I looked on the internet and I sent him a speech by Chris Honey. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it, he was talking about when he left South Africa to get prepared for the armed struggle and how they disciplined themselves not to have a lot of food because mm -hmm. they knew they wouldn't be able to have a lot of food and how they learned how to shoot and how they had uh, limited bullets. And when they came back, a group of them came back into to South Africa to, with the armed struggle, and they had to approach the South African army with, with limited bullets and stuff. He said every bullet had to count so we couldn't shoot randomly. And he said finally they did, how nervous they were. He says one guy, he said he had never really killed anybody before, and one guy was so nervous he thought he had been shot, and he had, he was just, it was his nerves. He said finally they did get in a gunfight with the South African forces, and they killed the leadership. And he said, and everything fell apart for the South African girl. He said they ran, they left their guns, they left food and everything. And he said that what he talked about, he said, we had even learned how to read the stars. Mm -hmm. That's how in their battle, how to read the stars it was dark. And I was listening, I said, wow. And then he said, when he, he saw so many young people just give up their lives. So he said, when Nelson Mandela and them decided they were going to give up the armed struggle yeah, and, and go he, and have, uh, 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 and Mandela went and got the uh, Peace Prize. It was a decision, honestly, that I think to this day, yeah. to a certain group when, of people, yeah. they're, trying to, they, they're, they're trying to take apart yeah. Mandela's legacy because of that. When they got, he took, even when he said, when he took the Peace Prize with the clerk, Mm -hmm. Seeing the brutality mm -hmm. and horror of murder, 
that this cat Second had place. Oh, yeah. That's why they got it, but she couldn't deal with him no more. Yeah. Sleeping with the devil. But I'm just saying, the struggle, he, honey, and then they shot him. After it was all, he, he got killed in 1963. These South African people still figured he was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mandela was that he was the most dangerous man yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. With, like Malcolm said, the price, Malcolm is dead. Yeah. He got assassinated. Martin Luther King. People forget Mandela was a lawyer, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King. Got assassinated because what did he say during the end of his life? Oh, we we integrated into a burning, burning house. house. Mm-hmm. And it's burning. Yeah. It's definitely he didn't burning. realize that, that at that time, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't realize that that house was the world. Yeah. That house, yeah, that I think, house was the yeah. world. Yeah. And the FBI, what did J. Edgar Hoover say? Martin Luther King was the most dangerous man in America. Mm-hmm. I motivate people. Yeah. And, in many and if they mixed organization with that, it would have yeah. been a wrap. Far more than in a whole lot of other cats that was around in his time as well. Yeah. Because he also had, there's one thing that I will say, Dr. King, and I, this is not an either or type thing, we should be talking about doctrines now. Dr. King really wasn't selling cats like star, like you know, spaceships in the sky and all that. He, you know what I'm saying? He really was, you know, the Christian, the Christian doctrine aside, he was pretty much trying to, as far as he could, practically really deal with this mess. Which is why when he developed a clarity of thought, it became time for a poor people's campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, let me radically become rational. No one's, he was already listen, rational. No one's even really taking up a poor people's mm-hmm. campaign. Exactly. I'm talking about in 2019. <laughs> but yes. Reverend Barber. Okay. Reverend Barber. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Remember we did come up at the, at, well, you weren't there, Susan Taylor joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Solid cat. But, I mean, but uh, on a national yeah. platform, yeah. these people aren't interested in that. No. Because well, you know, most you're going to hit his middle class. He's not getting a lot of press. They don't like yeah. what he got no, they to say. say yeah. Well, is he a good help? And again, this is an aside. This is more. No, he, look, he, look, he, look, he, look he doesn't bad. look like him good because he can't even stand yeah. up without rocking. Yeah, he's looking pretty bad. And he, he 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 was sick too. Well, you know, and and what's happening in America from a financial standpoint is this is becoming a vast banana republic. Yes, you 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 have rich and you have poor extremes. Yeah, there's no there's Two no extremes. There's no and you know what? In this presidential election, you are not going to see. Not one person talk about poor people or homelessness. No. There is not going to be a part of the no. dialogue. And, and 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 I feel like you know what we all uh, tri-state people. Like I was on the train this morning. There's something different in the air on the train now than it was the yeah. last. Somebody yeah. might yeah. jump up yeah. with a yeah. gun and yeah. shoot everybody. Yeah. No, the yeah. mental the mental <laughs> illness, the mental yeah. illness yeah. is definitely yeah. manifesting itself. On the trains and the homelessness, as it was before in the eighties, when mm-hmm. you got people on the train with gangrene, yeah, people, people really checked out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they really and, checked and out. They checked really, out. And, it's really and it's, bad, and, and you, yeah, you see it, and you feel it, and you have now. You got people. We're gonna make marijuana, yeah, uh, legal, mm-hmm. and you got Chris James who just brought these people who are making all these uh, painkillers. They knew doggone well with the Sackler family. Yeah. Is, one of them just penned an op-ed saying how you got to stop blaming them. They didn't cause it. <laughs> they All they know is, profit. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what this society is about. Yeah. I like to see my, young people with more ideas, though. Like, like I always don't have see any. young people with more ideas. When, yeah. we, when we were in that room, we talking to them. One, one of the young guys, he was like, yeah, you know, you know I'm, I'm in so much debt. You know, you talking, talking about debt. And I told him, I, 
Everybody in there. Yeah, he's like in his 30s. And I said, yo, I said, you know, when I was coming up, I don't remember him because I was too young. But later on, I'll read about young Thomas Sankara. Yo, going to the UN, flat out, like, yo, we, we don't got that money for y'all. So we can't pay y'all. People we don't, don't even know who Sankara is. <laughs> he got assassinated. But Kina, but he got assassinated. Assassinated. Yeah, yeah he, right. he, he paid the price. Yeah, because the they, they were a part of that legacy of what Patrice Lumumba Lumba. started. Yes. And, and uh, Kwame Nkrumah of yeah. nationalizing Africa. Yeah. And, yeah. and to this day, there's a resistance to that. So now you have China and Russia and America through AFRICOM and its that's initiatives, right. its and war was, initiatives. That's right. Make, making sure that Africa continues to be the breadbasket for world. Europe. The yeah. wealth of the world is built on yeah. the wealth of Africa. You know, so yo, it was so yeah. crazy. So we was in, we was we got off, we were in we was in Kenya. And we we're going through like this little checkpoint. And you, yeah, we're at this point where you can everybody can get out their, their vehicles and go and walk to the checkpoint. So everybody's getting out their vehicles and I'm seeing, you know, the regular people. Mad Chinese girls in this like super wild punk. They got like blocks with their colorful, they got this, this very wild look. And they at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're at home. They more at home than and I. We can. We can never go anywhere on this planet with that level of comfort without an extreme wild. amount of resistance. Yeah. But you know, yeah. there is, it, it happens in our neighborhoods in America. It happens in our neighborhoods all across the four, you know, four corners of the earth. And that, to me, the reason why it remains like that is because we have refused to accept our condition. Look in the mirror. Have a reflection process and then create through innovation and a different type of ideology and a way to live socially and culturally. Right. It's this stuff that they keep throwing at us is just too enticing for us. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Too I looked and see how much it costs to go down and see these artists. Hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. Why would you pay that? You have to pay five dollars to go on Apollo mm-hmm. to see top mm-hmm. artists. People, you know, but mm-hmm. these people, and they, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what it's about. I don't even understand it myself. I don't. New standard, I guess, because yeah. also back then, there were other ways to, for the artists to get paid, I imagine. And now that kind of is their only way because a lot of these artists are either independent or even if they're with a record label, it's kind of like, time, I, you want maybe you call it uh, inflation. I hope yeah. one day the young people. Want no part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to live long enough to see that young black people, not just here in America, across yeah. the world, you know, they don't want any more parts. They don't want people who they are doing the work, but they also see how scary it is for them. There it is. It's scary for them. They see this uh, this woman, Ilhan. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's they, very brave. Yeah, they put they put they put her in the crosshairs yeah. right now. Yeah, they purposely. Wanted, they the, wanted to get assassinated. Yeah, they wanted to kill. They want her to get killed. She yeah. just had a death threat. Yeah, and they just arrested somebody. They yeah. want her to. They want to create that. This is a whole period. They just giving and, 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 and it, it kind of bothers me when people assume because you are not talking about doing the work, or you're not yeah. broadcasting and doing the work, that you're not doing the work. Yeah, you know, when you study our legacy here and in the world. There were there are always black people doing it. Always, the, I'm talking and from the very first person who said get off me. From the very first person who said no, get off me. Yep. <laughs> die, and they have died broke, penniless. Mm-hmm. They've died with uh, illnesses, yeah. health issues, mental health issues, yeah. and they they're they're gone. Now they're gone. Uh, put your bad self. Say it loud. Uh,
say that that's you know that should inspire you that's what yeah. it should but inspire you know you. about it i remember when i worked with him i tell his son i said you know what he's one of the most brilliant people i ever met in my life and one of the nicest he was not caught up in himself i remember jim noble when lumbe got sick uh jim noble was talking about him and jim noble said we were at bethany baptist church he said lumbe was a little short guy mm -hmm. he said no matter how old I get, I'll be looking up to him. He said, when he came to Channel 7, he knew anything about Africa. He knew anything about Malcolm. He, he said, even they approached him and said, now here's what we're going to do. And then eventually, all the programs you saw in Africa, Elumbe produced those programs. Then they took Elumbe away from Gil and wouldn't let him work. But one thing I liked about Elumbe, he knew everybody. When he died, all these African people came to America, I remember he would have, whenever they came to the UN, he would have something, a reception, and we would meet Maurice Bishop, we mm. would meet Thomas St. Carroll, we would meet, yep, and he would explain what was going on, and he, he had a forum every Friday night at Harry and Tuffin School where we got our political education. Whatever, if, if, some, if something was going on, he had a program on it. And so, and he lets you, I, we met all these people. We met Taras St. Carol, we met uh, Oliver Tombo. Every time these wow. people came to America, we got to meet them. And he had a reception That's and they cool. got to speak in their own voices. And so it was a different reality back then because we understood, we gotta, we 
South Africa had to back off because of the pressure, particularly coming from America. Hmm. Yep. We were organized against that struggle. Young people, old people. And we should go back and teach our young people that. They should know about that. Because you know, when, I, when I ride on the buses and the trains at 3 o'clock, I feel like, was it all for nothing? I mean, the names, the just, nigga, this, nigga, that, it just makes me crazy. <laughs> no, you're right. And it's so it, much has changed in a short does. time period. When I was growing up, I, I grew up, I remember my first school was Harriet Tubman. That school, I'm grateful for that experience. That was my introduction to formal education. And that school, for one, our breakfast program was a holdover from the Panther Party. The women in that school, which to me as a little boy, these were grown women, but I know as an adult now, these were these like 19, 20-something-year-old young ladies. I mean, forceful, prideful, dignified. We had Garvey on the freaking walls. Like, this was a place of learning about yourself and reminding you every day that you have work to do. You have an obligation. That is not, unfortunately, the norm of what, you know, I see today when I see young 19, even in their 20s, you know, young black people, unfortunately. Well, you know, it's, it's the thinking process. Even I, you know, when people my age, when I try to tell them something about the body, and I work with Peace Health Center. As a matter of fact, I'll be there next week. Dr. Kenzie on Halsey Street. And we try, it's a place of holistic health where you get, I get acupuncture, I get massages, and people say, what do you do? And I tell them, and we'll tell them, and they, they just think, well, uh, my doctor didn't tell me to do that. Well, sometimes a lot of these drugs, they're doing worse to your body than what you have. Mm -hmm. Because they have side, all these drugs have side effects. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the side effects is worse than what you have. If you take a holistic approach, it takes longer. It takes much longer to to for your body to heal because your body's been in bad condition for a long time, so it's going to take much longer for the healing process, and people want instant gratification, and that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so what they do there at Peace Health is to try to teach people how to eat, <laughs> what to do for your body, you know, they have an alternative doctor there, but I've never been to him. We go to uh, Dr. Roland Guy, who has me now cleaning out my system. So that's what I'm doing right now. But I need to exercise, but I'm a lazy person. But anyway, I need to get over So you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I need help. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's an Eastern thing. I don't think, you know, Western medicine is about profit and yeah. preventative. It's not about preventative. It's no. about treatment. Because that's Western culture, you're right, at large. Yeah, Western so, cultures, hurry up. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it's, you, know, it's, you know, hurry up. Whatever it is, like, get to it, make it, make it fast, make it cheaper. But you know what I was reading in the book that I got from some young people about how uh, this used to be, they used to have holistic medicine here, and it was the Rockefellers who started offering all of these medical schools money to change. Mm -hmm. To change, uh, you know, or to this or synthetic medicine, as I call mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. and it kills people. Mm -hmm. It does kill people. Makes your life expectancy very short. Hmm. And they depend on you being ignorant. A lot of times, that's what they do. I remember when I started having problems with my knees. I went to this uh, these Chinese doctors, and uh, they told me nothing you can do for arthritis. 
Uh, you got to have this leg brace, and the leg brace was so heavy, I, I wouldn't have been able to walk in it, but they went, call Medicare, and they'll approve it. I, I just got up and said goodbye, and left. That's all, I just left. People making money. When you get your Medicaid bills, they're so heavy. My brother was on dialysis before he died, and we used to get his bills from Medicaid. I think dialysis costs like about $1,500, each visit or something, we got more centers in the black community than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a business. Mm -hmm. It's a business. It is. I mean, one one major plus that I do see, whether or not it's taken advantage of, time will tell, but one major plus is, if you're a young person today, or anybody today for that matter, and you do choose to say, you know what, I don't think I want to live this way. I I want to find another way to exist. Because of the volume of information that is readily accessible to you, the learning curve will not be as great as it would have been in times prior, where you really did have to like go to this library and sit at the feet of all these people. You can, in pretty short time, take advantage of a lot. If you can have a cultural shift to make people say, okay, let me sort of pick up on you know some of what's out here. But you think this book here, United States Bureau uh, Welfare over populated areas, you don't know what is even making you sick. One of my Jewish friends told me to buy this. Trials of Secrets? Yeah. Army Jerry Warfare Test. Oh, this is going to be a problem. I'm leaving this here. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, by Thank, you. Thank you so much. And because I have found another one. So I have two. All the books I have two. I'm giving you one. Like that one. Oh, thank oh, you so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. That ain't for you personally. No, that's for yeah. Mally Vanish. It's on the record. <laughs> but anyway, you don't know what's making you sick. Yeah. The you that yeah. she was talking about wasn't a group. Oh, you Mally. Man. Yeah. She left it out. Don't yeah. You don't oh. know what is making you yeah. sick. People, they they spread germs. This is an army. Spread mm-hmm. germs down in the subway of 14th Street, Union Square. You don't even know how you get sick. You know where that book comes from? Uh, uh, ben Sertima hooked up with this guy and they used to give tours to uh, La Benta and they had an artifacts of all these blacks before Columbus. So, I wish people could see what I'm looking at right now. This, yeah. this, this book, if you, it fell apart. I gave it to my brother. You fixed it up pretty good. Though. Yeah, so I did. So I looked it up yesterday to see how much it would cost. All right, this is a book, right, <laughs> called Unexpected Faces in Ancient America, the Historical Testimony of Pre-Columbian Artists, 1500 B.C. to 1500 A.D., third special edition, Alexander Von Withnow. Yeah. And if you were to go online and try to purchase this book, you would have to come out of your pocket for a used <laughs> version for 600 and $59. Jesus. Can we get to keep that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, I have what I sent away for you. If you see a sign by Ben Rutino, yes. I sent directly to right him, him. And I bought one for myself, one for my brother, because he liked history too. Mm. And after my brother died, I went to his house and I took his copy. So at mine, God. that one didn't fall apart. This one fell apart. It's crazy, right? Yeah. You make them, but there's a, a, a website called Illibris. Illibris? Yeah, they sell secondhand books. But they don't want you to know who no, was in America. No, you know they what don't. I mean? They don't. Pre-Columbus. No, they don't want you to know. In the Americas. And so hmm. we have to 
No, you're right. We, we didn't poof into existence, po- contrary to popular belief. We no, didn't, like, poof into was when, when you see that, talking about we don't know how we get sick, when you saw that 11-9, when you saw Michael Moore, Michael Moore, with Flint, Michigan, where they bombed it, it's the same thing in Vieques, in Puerto Rico, there was such a mm-hmm. high rate of cancer where they experimenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. And then we got this woman now, head of the CIA, Haskell. She was a torture person. Mm-hmm. She was head of the torture uh, person during, you know, back then. This is what we got for CIA uh, director. Mm-hmm. These people are, are very diabolical. And it's hard. It's, you know, like Dr. Clark used to say, we think because you wouldn't do something to somebody. So they right. wouldn't do it to you. But that's not how these Europeans function. No, they don't. And I think we've talked about this before. They they've proven themselves to be the predatory species of humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we're animals, um, and they have proven to be predatory, and 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 dealing with other humans, and and, uh, and and a lack of humanity in a lot of regards. And no one wants to create something else or innovate something else. But I think there is, will be, one day where people don't want that anymore. And I think that's what's scaring them now because there are representations of that that are somehow spilling out. And they speak in these cliches, democracy, communism, socialism, terror, you know, all these, you know, But you, you see a lot of people, uh, European people, these teachers, they see where they haven't got an uh, increase in salary in years. years. I was listening to BAI one day, there was a uh, European a democracy now was looking at that and yeah. she said that the only way she, she was a teacher her and her husband were both teachers and the school has closed down and they were only open four days a week so she said on the day that she's off she does she cleans houses and her husband sells his blood and that's the only way they, they were they able to survive. exist so they're getting it these europeans are getting it because they can't survive in this society either
their psyche. Um, you know, I, I, two incidences of recent. I had a, a white guy who, who was looking for me to, to mentor him a bit um, in the legal profession. And he says to me that, you know, Ken, uh, it was a moment, of, it was, I don't know if he realized what he was telling me, maybe he did, you know. He said, you know, white people, they, they, they have never let black people get anything. And we hate each other. We're too busy trying to outdo one another. So we definitely don't have any time for you guys to come in, into the picture. And I see that on a daily basis as I practice law, um, as I go into these state and these federal courts. Um, they clearly understand their power. And they're not going to relinquish that power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the types of extreme violence that... That extreme violence is not only that they're committed to, but they're committed to certain systems and, and institutions mm -hmm. that they know produce the effect. Produce the effect. Right. Yeah. The legal system. That they exactly. Exactly. And that's far more than the reaction uh, the that financial type of violence system, that poor people yeah. tend to act um, in. You know, militant, yeah. like, you know, right. just economic violence, yeah. like, they're committed to that. We're the only ones who didn't understand that power. No. And they understood it. That's how they acquired it and maintained yeah. it. You know? And listen, so, I, I do, I, I have a friend who's of Irish descent. Uh, we have a very close friend who's Irish. Uh, we have these conversations. But it was another guy of Irish descent. I'm, I'm semi-cool with. And he didn't know, he had this impression. Well, you know, the Irish, I was like, yes, the Irish was oppressed. They were oppressed in Europe. They were. They took a small percentage to to uh, rule over the majority. Mm -hmm. They some came here to America, and instead of keeping in that oppressive uh, history, when they got an opportunity to join whiteness, they put their foot on the neck yeah. of black people. Right. The biggest race right. in the yeah. history of New York was mm -hmm. what? Yeah. The draft yeah. rise of yeah. yeah. right. exactly. Huh? How many people did they kill that day? Who knows? Right. Because, <laughs> like Dr. Jeffrey said, we had to get out of Manhattan, mm -hmm. and we didn't have the Brooklyn Bridge, the mm -hmm. Williamsburg Bridge, mm -hmm. or no other bridge. We had to get out but of. But they was opposed to, yeah. to the draft. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they were like, listen, you know, we let's keep this slave. We want to join these slave militias to keep these niggas mm -hmm. in line. Yes, because so that's why when people want to come with that small time talk about, well, you know, compromise. Don't do that. Don't do that here. Yeah. Have that conversation in a bar somewhere or something <laughs> else. Don't bring that over here. What conversation? You this there's this have. conversation of like, well, you know, the Irish were oppressed in the same way to the and look, and you know, all things can be equal, but it's like but no, you know what the, you know what the, you know what the Homer, didn't have to do it. You know what the Homer Simpson American dumbed down anti-intellectual response to slavery ultimately is? Well, it's that's humans. Humans have been doing that mm -hmm. from the beginning of time. So, or know, better yet, the other argument of well, you don't want to judge people to no, then by your standards today. I said, you mean to tell me somebody back then saying leave me alone? They didn't know that they didn't want to be oppressed. Stop that. Yeah, no, Stop that. Don't say that you, you personally are a benefactor of that system in some ways, shape or form, and you want to condone it. I got a book home called How the Irish Became White. How the Irish Became White? That's right. See, once you can get in the system, they don't care who you are if you mm, can pass yeah. yourself off as white. Yeah. Be yeah. just part of the main street. Because that because that evolves yeah. the system. Yeah. Right. So and that allows you to say it's fair. Yes. Hey, look, nigger, see what they did? And even in our own community, even in our own communities, their whole, we, we, there would have been, 
they would have been cats up north who would have been white if they could, in contrast to blacks from the south. There would have been blacks coming from the Caribbean who, if they could have had the opportunity to become white versus cats here, that's the human nature. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the reality that did occur. And unfortunately, the reality that did occur has these people of what would become categorically Europe caught up in this myth of whiteness because the reality is the vast majority of them never got to be the promise of white. Mm -mm. Only a handful of them got to actually be right, white. The rest of them chasing whiteness. Mm -hmm. And they're going to spend their life, they're going to die chasing whiteness. But as long as they're better off than us, they're content. Well, you see, he had, they're going to, Trump and them going to court because they don't want the ACA, they don't want the health plan, they want it done. What is that about? You know what that's about? That's about that's about genocide. Genocide, yeah. That's what it's about. It's, mm-hmm. it's what you call benign genocide. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they you know, want this. Nobody gonna yeah. notice when you're spreading. Uh, that's right. That's right. You don't know how you guys. You just wake up one morning and you sick. And that's why they really mad. That's why that's the origin of the red neck. You mad because your neck red? Because you out here with all my eyes. And and the actual white people, if they are any, are somewhere else comfortable with your ignorant behind, happy to have one leg up. But you're going to die broke and poor and ignorant and impoverished like these other people, unfortunately, if you can't change your condition, which personally, Mally doesn't care. I have no interest whatsoever, and I'm very comfortable with that. But that's that's. I, I want to be a part of the innovation. Exactly. I want to I want to continue to have great relationships with, with uh, those who came here before me, like Dr. Barber and, and others. And I want to get up with these young people. And I want to create an intergenerational synergy and to keep working and keep keep our head down, stay out of the way, and build structures and societies and ways to live and to help educate one another and keep it moving because right. we have to be prepared. This isn't going to stop. My right. children, my nieces and nephews yeah. are going to have the same fight that we are having Right. In their journey in this life. And they cannot be content to wag the finger of condemnation. You know they can't be content because to these do that. people uh-huh. can't wait. Because mm. black is a dominant gene. Mm. Sure. And they know. <laughs> like like Francis Cresswell, he said they mad because a black man could exterminate with his penis. <laughs> and some of them that is and why some of them are trying, but they that's can't. why we have mass incarceration. Which Joe Biden, he helped. Right yeah, that yeah, yeah. He's talking some crap now. Oh, he's gosh. sorry. He ain't yeah. sorry. They all, they all. And they all act like Hillary. Well, he right, he's sorry. That. He right about that. No, it's like my girlfriend, was, she was mm-hmm. mad the other night because she didn't like the way Tracy Abrams responds to Trump's speech. I said, well, how do you respond to just to plain idiocy? Idiot, idiot, yeah, you can't respond to that. Mm-hmm. You argue with she a fool across the street. I mean, the whole like speech, I was doing my taxes. Mm-hmm. That's how... But you know what? That's that is the simplicity and the genius of white supremacy, in that it's such an irrational, illogical, dumb thing that it defines reasonable response. Yeah. You don't know how to I make people mad all the time, and I say I'm glad Trump. Me too. Me because you. he should be a wake up call. Yeah, he should be. And he was. You see all the women that said, "If this idiot could be so, I could go." These people would have never ran. Anything. Who you who you, who you think is going to happen in the next election cycle, Doc? Listen, people are going to do the same thing. They're going to vote. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Really, it doesn't matter because it's the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
not. You have to. It has to. And not only that, one of the reasons why they they've gotten more struggle. They know the the black community will struggle. Black people will struggle. You see these indigenous people. You don't even want to see them. When I go to the meetings there, that's where I found out about Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Because these people who give, they are stone scholars. And they that they said they don't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She rules against them. See, we said we said we'd see the movie, and we don't know how things oh, she did all types of people. crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Past. She hired she hired black people all the years. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I get we get caught up that. in white folks' history thinking mm -hmm. the same thing applies to us. Mm -hmm. But when you go to just like we trying to learn our history. They try to learn their history too. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of books from them. You have to get information wherever you can get it. Mm -hmm. But when I saw this stuff about Lincoln, I went running home. I could not believe that this man signed off on this mass hanging. But they had done a documentary about it. So one of the, the uh, people who were there, uh, I spoke to him later. And he was telling me, he said, not only did they hang those people, but they won't tell him where they we where the bodies are. Mm -hmm. He said if one of them was his great grandfather, somebody, and he said we still want to know where you bury these bodies. What you do with these bodies? It was like it was like what's the what's the sister? We talked about this in an earlier podcast. What's the sister who had the who was buxom and curvy, and they were taking her around? Oh, um, Sarah Bar Sarah Bartman. Yeah. How they how they skinned yeah. they took yeah, they yeah. took yeah. A, took her skin apart, mm -hmm. took her bones, put them in a jar, and kept mm -hmm. them in Europe for years. And Mandela got them finally to send her remains. But what about the, the guy they had right in the Bronx? Oh, older older Binger. Older Binger. You know what? I, I wish people would study older Binger too in schools for every black child to understand what our place is in this American system as it goes to culture and entertainment. But because he wasn't he, the only one. They he was, was doing yeah. that. On they were the doing regular, yeah. It was on the regular. On the regular but basis. but it, it it would it would take them. It would knock them artists down a peg to know that yo you're no you're not special. No, no, you're not special. And we have this you know. And what I think for entertainment, what's become in in this century with entertainers, particularly black entertainers, is that is the go to entry to be whiteness for black people. They know whiteness is yes entertainment. They know whiteness isn't gonna let us in on its on our merits. Yeah, so, said, well, so how close can I get? That's as close as you can get is to become an entertainer. Yeah, like look, he laughing. I made him smile. He laughing yeah. at me. Look at a black artist mm -hmm. when they get that applause from the major white audience. Oh, of course. Don't let them on get on. Broadway, don't, let them, don't let them get on, on some Jimmy Kimmel or, or wherever. They see that at. white man smiling, boy. They about man of the watermelons patches yeah, start nice. growing out the ground. And, and, that, and that's what. And this generation. Because of the numbers, because of the frequency of entertainment, they are resistant to education because they think their life can be uh, uh, benefited through entertainment as opposed to education and reflection. Like, yo, think about education. I remember watching, watching the, what was the, what was the brother? He was on, the brother got kicked out the nation. Oh, Khalid. Oh, Khalid. Khalid was on stage. Yeah, Khalid was on stage. And I'll cut the story short because I know we be tight on time. But the the young brother stood up. He's like, "All right," and you know, you know, I mean, come on, Khalid was so very he's a scholar. So he's going in. He's giving all this historical analysis of Christ, Christ the character, not necessarily the person. Who knows if that person existed? But he's giving all this analysis of character. This young guy stands up, young brother. So you know what? Listen, how do I know that I can trust you? 
Mm-hmm. And he cut to the chase. He was like, I'm going to applaud you. Thank you for standing up. He said, but I'm going to have to whip you a little bit because really what you're asking when you ask this question, how can you trust me, is where can you find a white man that agrees with mm-hmm. you? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people ask me that all the time. They say, could you tell me a white person said the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> that man like that? Huh? They said just like that. Yeah, because my friend, she said, because she was. Because people of a certain uh, age, yeah. She wants. <laughs> Get right to it. Person, if I tell her something, a black person, she is there a white person? And sometimes I, I can't tell them a white person who said the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can. If, if, if that's the way they got to understand it, Dang. that's just the way they got to understand and it. And Khalid did the same thing. He don't understand it like that anymore. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, he went to, uh, he said he got fired. Trump fired him. Comey. Oh, Comey. Oh, yeah, Comey. Comey went to Howard University and gave a speech. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I read that. For which he was paid $10,000 mm-hmm. and the student booed him yeah, out the door. So she said, they're so terrible. Why treat Comey like that? I said, you ain't think about the CIA. Cohen, Tony, Pro. FBI. So she said, well, wasn't Comey's fault. He just represents them. And the thing about why do you don't have ten thousand dollars you can give somebody else? Yeah. Why are you trying to go to school? At Howard University? Like he will only work. 
he would carry on. He would go down to 960. He'd do the same thing. Why you got him up here? Black people, musicians don't need work, and he would leave. And that bothers a lot of people. That makes them uncomfortable. It makes them uncomfortable. Well, Somebody have a preference because they they confuse black love with white hate. Yes. They confuse that every day. And that's why black nationalism was gutted yeah. from our cultivation. Remember that cat? Some, 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 I don't even remember his name, but he was up here. He, he wanted to get into an argument that day in the barbershop because he was, he ended up, it doesn't matter. The point is, we're up in a barbershop and we start going back and forth talking about black nationalism. It was something that he didn't even feel like discussing. Obviously, you know, he got shut down, but it was very interesting to me to see how impassioned he was about going against like first off if you're not with this then don't be with it don't be with it because if i talk about anything else you wouldn't if i was in here let's say i loved anime i had like a japanese shirt on i love some cartoons some silly foolishness he wouldn't have a problem with that in fact any anything else is fine but the moment you start talking about some blackness man that's his programming yeah i remember when we used to go to had first world alliance and we started having it in this church, this Lutheran church on 145th Street and Convent Avenue. And it started, uh, people, we started telling everybody, Dr. Ben gave the first lecture, and then Dr. Clark, and then Dr. Ben Sergeant And then people started coming. And people started bringing their white friends. And Sister Keffer, who started, she got up and said, look, when you come here, you are here because after all these years, you don't have your head straight. When you come in here to get your head straight, leave your white friends home. <laughs> Be with them some other time. This is our time to communicate with each other. And then there was one white woman, she kept coming. And Dr. Ben stood up and said one day, and looked right at her and said, Every white person is a potential member of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> and that was the last time she came. She didn't come anymore <laughs> But it's true. Sometimes we have to get together. Yeah. We're, we're, and we're what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? If I, ourselves. If I'm in a household with a whole bunch of women. I have a family with holds a lot of women. If, and they have plenty of times have things where it's like all the women. Fine. They're reinforcing you know, their, their right. freaking norms, whatever the heck they're doing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They go up in the bathroom. Sometimes I wonder, is there a, a secret door in the back of my bathroom where like somebody's just escaping off into? But the point is, you don't feel the right to impose if you're one of the men in the family. It's like, yo, they ain't there on their own time. They ain't there on their own time. What's wrong with people having their own time? You know what? I was, I was telling somebody, my father told me this. We, people say, well, I don't, I don't like you too, Frank. I mean, you know, you shouldn't say this and listen. This is where I was raised. You know, we lived in a house. My father used to have us laughing. He said that when uh, when he mar married my mother, they were both 17 because my mother was pregnant. And he said they had people come up. We had people come up and see the baby. That this woman pulled him aside and said to him, that ain't your baby. Because my brother's a little light-skinned, but he got darker. He got a baby sick and like So my father said, we never invited her back. But he said, you know, the thing about it is, what I want you to do is think for yourself. He said, I knew who I had. I knew, you know, she, there was not the case. I knew it was my baby. He said, but I was 18. So what, how you think maybe another 18-year-old would have took that? You know, and something terrible might have happened. So he said, his focus was always think for yourself. Don't let 
people think for you. Because like he said, you you do something wrong, you, it better be your idea. Yeah. Don't come in here telling us somebody told you to do it. Don't <laughs> so you follow somebody. Get a okay. Yeah. And the people don't want to do that. People get, I talk to people all the time, I say, but don't get mad, don't get mad. Uh, I said, look, I ain't going to get mad. Say what you got to say. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with you. It's not part of my life that I got to agree with you. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. What am I, two? Dr. Barber, it's been a pleasure as usual. Time, man. Time as usual. <laughs> okay. Um, but, as you know, this won't be the last time. Okay. We, we, we love your input, and we... We love you, and we yeah, we, so we, yeah, we appreciate so this book yeah. this book list that you yeah, just yeah, gave us. We're going to share yeah. the book list. We're going to share some interesting. This reading. book, this book, yeah, I just bought. I finished How to Hide an Empire. I sent you the thing, yeah. mm -hmm. and I didn't know. Listen, I've been here a long time. You know, everybody knows that uh, Japanese bomb Pearl mm -hmm. Harbor, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this book, and I saw the guy. He was on Democracy. I look at Democracy now yeah. every day, and he was talking about. The Japanese came back and they bombed the Philippines and they bombed Guam. Nine hours later, they bombed the Philippines, they bombed Guam, and even took over a lot of these. Uh, yeah, that, you know what's a great book? What? And it's not by uh, a person of color. It's by a guy by the name of James Brady. He, uh, mm -hmm. he, he uh, is called Imperial Cruise. Yeah. His okay. father, his father was he put a he, yeah, flag up. He, he did. He did our father. Uh, Stories of our father, one of them HBO things okay. he wrote too, but it talks about America and civilization goes west and their basically destruction of the Philippines, Hawaii, the Dole family, uh, yeah. what president, Hawaii. Um, Wilson and Roosevelt yeah. and, and all these other things. It's a great book, Imperial Cruise. Okay, let me write that down. Yeah, it's a really good book. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Anyhow, like I said, we have to be, oh, he talked about the experimentation that was done mm -hmm. on these Wake Island and all these in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. and these places, all the exper mm -hmm. experimentation that was done on the indigenous population. Mm -hmm. Like I say, what is called that? That's an experiment. You no, know, you know, it told me about that book, a guy called Ralph Shulman. And he was the one white person that Elumbe used to have at his lecture. He was an expert on Israel mm -hmm. and Palestine. And he would, uh, Elumbe would have him come and talk about that. And he told us, read this book. You think, like I said, when we have all these epidemics and all this crap, we don't know where they came from. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, oh, you know what? Uh, excuse me, I Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. Okay. That, that was where his father, supposedly, James Bradley, his father was yeah. supposedly. Okay. Yeah, 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 Flags yeah, yeah, of our yeah, father yeah, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. book that right. he wrote first, but here's the jokes. Yeah. Now, He's saying he doesn't know if his father was really in that photo. Oh. <laughs> after all the fame. Oh, after all that brand fame. Yeah, you, you remember the photo. You remember everybody yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. photo. Yeah. 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 So now, now that he got the fame, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know, know if that was really sure. my pops in that joint. Yeah, I'm going to leave this here. Not <laughs> to be judges. Oh, yeah, let me see. Because they give it cases on how they ruled so yes. far. Them yes, two. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know, well, you know what the, the purpose of, you know what it is, is that, you know, they want these judges to help privatize the American system mm -hmm. and, and, and literally make government small yes. so that these guys' friends can make money. Yes. And he's putting these judges in, 30 years old, and they're gonna be 40, there. so they're going to be there their entire life. Uh -huh. and, and that's what's really mm -hmm. going on. While we watch the Trump, I said, listen, yeah. this Look, ain't about Trump. No, it ain't. It's bigger than him. 
Because yes. the, the slight of him. I remember yeah. uh, Kwame Ture before he died. Alton Maddox said he was very, very ill. So Alton said, could we have a... Shit, Alton Maddox. One of the best, what people don't know, Dr. Barber. One of the best. You talk to old-time attorneys who got skills in New York. Alton was one of the best mm. attorneys that you will ever see. I got an email and from that, Alton last and, week and saying Al, he was losing his eyesight. Oh, man. Yeah. And Al, and Al Sharpton. Look, look at that. Al mm -hmm. Sharpton, and government informant, whatever else you want to call it, becomes a Democratic darling and automatic still on practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alton Maddox was my attorney. My nephew was accused of, of killing his baby. Mm -hmm. I, I met him back in the I day. Caught, I didn't even know him. Did he used I, to have, be on Court Street? Yeah, he used to be 16 Court Street. Yeah, yeah, Court I met him a few times with yeah. my mom him back in the day. No, he's he used to Bad. Yeah. I used to go to all of his cases just to see how to see him practice with the mob. And there'd be a lot of attorneys standing in the back. White ones too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nah, he was he was skillful. Yeah. He was skillful. That's how they are now for this guy. Okay. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we all are. Every day it takes every day. Yeah, it takes a lot of to reflection. Figure it, out. it takes a lot of it does. humbling yourself. And a lot of life. people get mad. Mm -hmm. People get mad. Mm -hmm. I remember I was supposed to be uh, training this cracker. I was working, that was a bank examiner, so they, they told me to train this cracker. We used to have to take all the examiners, had to train people. So they gave me this cracker, and he uh, didn't want me to train him. He didn't want me to say nothing to him. And so that was okay with me, because, you know. I'm going to train you anyway. Yeah. Train you anyway so anyway, he, he, he was telling other people that how racist I was, because he would hear me talk about history and stuff. So one of my friends, he said, he said, why don't you tell Barbara? What you tell her now? How come you don't tell Barbara? Because Lord knows she's famous for talking up. So what I did to him, I said, you know what? I said, let him do a job. They let him do a job, and he effed it up, and they fired his butt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Thank you again, Dr. Barbara, for coming. Uh, you're welcome. We'll have anytime. you back soon. Anytime. Your family, so you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. 
There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. Song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.